Section 41 of Criminal Investigation, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Criminal Investigation, A Practical Handbook for Magistrates, Police Officers, and Lawyers, Volume 1, by Hans Gross. Translated by John Adam and John Collier Adam. The Expert and How to Make Use of Him, Continued. Section 10. Arthropometry Bertillon System. The Bertillon System of Measurement, known as Arthropometry, or Berlinage, has since the first edition of this book, 1892, come into tremendous favor, though at first it was, like every new thing, vigorously opposed as needless and absurd, and was even put down as a complete swindle by certain ignorant persons. Today, however, the system is in full swing, and no modern police force thinks of underrating its value. There is, however, one difficulty which people have created for themselves, arising from the many so-called improvements which have been grafted on to the system. No one can maintain that Bertillon perfected his system right away, leaving it incapable of improvement, but it must be admitted that that gifted investigator avoided everything absolutely unnecessary and inexpedient. The author has for years pointed out that the real value of the Bertillon's system lies in its internationality, that is, in its general applicability to all races. This, however, can only work smoothly when alterations and improvements are as much as possible discarded so that the dispatch of a row of figures will be sufficient to enlighten the police at the other side of the world. It will not then be necessary to telegraph size X, seat height Y, span Z, but merely XYZ. If, however, the foot length, for instance, is omitted in a description and the circumference of the knee is substituted therefore, confusion will result. Bertillon, in originating the theory, was cleverer than all his predecessors, and he is also cleverer than all his successors. Things should be left as he has arranged them, and in this way alone will important results be obtained. The greatest enemies of a good innovation are those who seek to improve it out of existence. By arthropometry is generally understood the most rational method of measuring the dimensions of the human body in order to establish the identity of an individual. We are already dealing with embryonic anthropometry when we indicate a person's height and his distinctive signs, such as extraordinarily large or small hands or feet, also when we compare footprints and fingerprints. But the science took a remarkable leap forward when M. Alphonse Bertillon of Paris introduced the employment of anthropometry into the police department for the recognition of old offenders sailing under false colors. In this science, the great thing to determine is what parts of the body should be measured. The reply is, in an adult, everything is measured which does not change, that is, everything which depends for measurement upon the bone and cartilages. The muscular fibers, the fat, the ganglions, alter even in a short time. The bones and cartilages, on the contrary, preserve their dimensions permanently, except in very rare cases. The following measurements should therefore be taken. 
the total height of the body the height of the bust the sitting height from the chair to the top of the head the distance between the tip of the middle finger of one hand and that of the other when the arms are extended horizontally the lengths of the forearm the foot the thigh and the different fingers also certain diameters of the head especially the circumference just above the ears and the depth from the forehead to the nape of the neck the dimension of the nose and both ears the last often showing great differences it goes without saying that special instruments and a certain amount of skill are necessary to take these measurements promptly and accurately there must be a special police department as in paris where these measurements are taken docketed and pigeonholed gradually such offices will be open everywhere to the investigating officer their utility is indisputable and their application well-nigh universal but in cases in which investigating officers find it necessary to take those measurements themselves it must be noted that old measurements not appertaining to the bones and cartilages are deceptive and that the dimensions should always be taken with a rigid square measurements with a tape not being admissible if therefore we measure the height of a man he must be placed against a wall and a rectangular piece of wood placed upon his head one side of which directly touches the wall while the other is held firmly on the top of the head in measuring the length of the foot it is placed on the ground and exactly against the heel and the big toe four-sided bodies are placed e g a little box a big book a brick etc the sides of the two rectangular bodies which face one another should be parallel and the distance between them is measured if we were to measure the tape a false measure would be easily obtained for it is difficult to determine the beginning and the end of the measure and moreover the tape often has to pass over places which are not straight and not always the same in taking measurements on photographs they must to ensure accuracy be considerably enlarged it is not absolutely necessary for the photographs to be of equal size for in finding out the relative measurements it is easy to compare them but it is absolutely necessary to make the enlargements with the same camera so that the distortions which may possibly take place may be the same for both in taking the measurements it is good to commence with the dimensions of the whole face and then pass to the various features special attention must be paid to the dimensions and details of the ears which are as a rule very characteristic but it rarely happens that the investigating officer is himself driven to take these measurements he will only have to do so when measurements taken by anthropometrical agencies have been communicated to him to give an idea of the method of procedure of these institutions we cannot do better than refer to the works of bertillon appendix to anthropometrical classification and identification in the chapter in which the author explains how the photographs in the possession of paris police are utilized he tells us that the paris police had in eighteen ninety three about one hundred twenty thousand photographs of parisian criminals when a criminal is arrested the first thing to be done is to find out whether he is an old offender if he is his photograph will be found in the album of criminals the first step is to ask the gentleman's name which if he gives correctly his photograph is soon found 
but if it cannot be found under the name given it must be looked for in the album under another name it goes without saying that it is impossible to verify one hundred twenty thousand photographs each time a paris criminal is arrested the process is therefore methodical firstly the measurements of the individual arrested are taken now from the one hundred twenty thousand photographs thirty thousand may be subtracted right away as being those of persons under twenty years of age the remaining ninety thousand are divided into three groups and each of these three groups is subdivided into three others and each of these latter into three more and so on in the first place the ninety thousand photographs are divided into three series of thirty thousand each according to the length of the head which is either large medium or small each of these series comprises three groups of approximately ten thousand based upon the breadth of the head which also may be large medium or small and each of these groups is again divided into three according to whether the middle finger is large medium or small each group containing about three thousand three hundred thirty three photographs the three different lengths of the foot again divide each of these three groups into three other composing one thousand one hundred eleven photographs which are subdivided according to the length of the forearm into groups of about three hundred seventy these latter are further divided according to the height of the person into three groups of about one hundred twenty the last group of one hundred twenty is not subdivided into three as before but split up according to the color of the eyes the length of the little finger the span of the extended arms the height of the bust etc till we obtain groups of about ten photographs in which we search for our man it goes without saying that fixed measures must be established for the various groups it must for example be well understood what is meant by large medium and small length of the foot so that absolutely no ambiguity may arise let us take an example the man's head is a millimeters in length he therefore belongs to the group of thirty thousand having medium-sized heads sixty thousand photographs are thus eliminated the breadth of his head is b millimeters he therefore belongs to the group of ten thousand who have small-sized heads he has a middle finger measuring c millimeters in length he therefore belongs to the group of about three thousand three hundred thirty three who have long middle fingers his foot is d centimeters long he therefore belongs to the group of one thousand one hundred eleven who possess medium length feet his forearm measures e centimeters in length he belongs therefore to the group of about three hundred seventy who have long forearms his height is f centimeters he belongs then to one hundred twenty short men his brown eyes the length of his little finger and the height of the bust determine his position in that group and finally his portrait may be found in a very limited number of specimens thanks to this ingenious process it is possible to assert with mathematical certainty and in a few minutes whether or not the photograph of a particular individual is to be found among the one hundred twenty thousand photographs it is easy to understand that the most important and the most difficult thing connected with the work is to measure the one hundred twenty thousand offenders these measurements are dealt with in part one of invertillon's book in part two he deals with descriptive information forehead nose ear hair beard corpulence etc and in part three with special characteristic marks 
according to Bertillon, at least five of these should be given, as he maintains that every man has from eight to twelve marks and characteristics. Whoever examines his own body will find at least so many. If attention is paid to all of these, a much more accurate, trustworthy, and lasting picture will be obtained than the best photograph. We give the following facts. The Paris police identify, on average, in the course of a year, 450 to 460 persons who but for anthropometry would remain unrecognized or carry on their malpractices under false names. This makes about four cases in every three days. Bertillon goes yet a step further and that an important one. With the help of what is called the portrait parley, he teaches the police how to detect individuals who are at liberty with the greatest certainty even when they have much altered in external appearance. For a description of this method, see chapter 7, section 1. The Bertillon method has now become so important that the idea of measuring the whole population over the age of 20 has been broached, not only for criminal cases, but for the identification of persons who are the victims of crimes, suicides, the insane, and insurance cases, it would be very valuable. End of section 41